Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Billsley Black and White, Past and Present. I'm joined tonight by footballing royalty. I've got a former Brock player and manager, Mr. Chris Hunter. How are you, Chris? Hi, good, Willie. Good, all good. Good, thanks for coming on. I'm looking forward to hearing your story. Oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. There'll, yeah, be a few there'll be a few interesting stories. <laughs> well, just before we get started, it seems like that the uh, Broad and Kelty are finally going to get this playoff game. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a tough game, a tough game for both teams. Just be the preparation. To be quite honest with you, can can they hear can competitive games and just being able to trade. So it, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be a weird one for for both of them. I think it'll be it's two legged, is it? Aye, uh, two legged. Uh, so f- far as the first game up. Oh, I'm not sure, Chris, that I can. So, but Kilt, 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 spent the big do the road, and Brora's, Kilt Brora's very strong as well. So, I mean, I did quite fancy, fancy Brora. They've been, they've been there, can, their experience of four and been in the playoffs, can, or maybe uh, stand them in good stead, can you know what I mean? So, can, I mean, I think, I think they will. I think I think the uh, Broras time round will will go up and uh, hopefully they'll mark a mark like Cove Coves did because Cove have did really well. They're just they're competing at league against can three full time teams round about them. I mean, they had shot a remarkable and, and two seasons have got further out and they'll be in the playoffs uh, a week on Saturday as well. And I mean, two years ago they were in, they were in a high league. Do they? They've got a chance to go up another division, so it's it's been remarkable uh, for Cove because Elg Elgin's been in the in that uh, division for since they came out the high league, and it just shows you how tough because Elgin's a big club and they've never managed to go up like so. It just shows you a great achievement for Cove, and here's hoping Brora Brora can uh, do the same. Uh, we can only wish them well and Cove as well. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, all my guess, I always like to take you right back to Parfit. I started for you. Yeah. So, from a Well, moment. it's probably getting back in uh, the days for Mental Boys. Well, Mental Boys Club still going strong, but I want back in them days. Came up, I, mean, I, I think uh, we were qu- quite fortunate for the the players that we had in the village that we, we, we were our mates and we were all playing together at night time and things like that. It was kind of, that was probably, uh, for a, kind of, I remember most was, and Ken, there was like Scott Murray, Ian Murray, uh, Marino Keith, Paul Keith, Keith McCready. Uh, I mean, with a lot of fantastic players in the Mental Boys Club team, and uh, it was a good run club as well. We'd were, we managed to hear our minibus at that time. It was, can probably a remarkable feat that we had were a minibus and oh, it was the state of the art. Can you know I mean? I, I don't even. I think it was only a radio on it, and uh, we broke down a few times as well. Like, but that was it. Was good. It was good fun. It was good banter. What team turns turns to clean the bus suit and all like that was part of your apprenticeship, so you had to wash it and clean it and stuff like that. But hey, it was good. It was good learning curves for you. Just, I mean, that you were young, but 
the coaches made you can tidy up and can mark, can make sure the bus was clean. I, I think we even took turns to 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 wash the strips as well. Can I took turns to wash the strips? You know, my dad wasn't too happy about that, like because. I mean, washer wasn't his favourite uh, <laughs> favourite subject, so I, th- I think my grandma got uh, got up uh, the majority of times. Like so, nah, but it was it was good times then. It was, and you were playing with all your mates as well, which which was really important. Uh, good team spirit, good banter, and nothing like that. And even a while back in them days, we just hated to get beat. Came whether if it was a kick about at night and things like that. The mentality was that. You just didn't want to get beat, name it, name it or fit. And I think that can stood as well from came from what I went through and played together at the Brock. It was the same kind of mentality then that uh, I didn't think even Charlie needed to install it into us. We just had it ourselves. Came up with and even the the boys for the Brock and Peter Heed and stuff like that that they were playing for the Brock at that time. The, the winning mentality was unbelievable. So, um, it amazes me, Chris, and number of attacking players that's coming out of a small place like Mintley. There's been countless players out of there over the years. It's a it is, and oh, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that we were being fed or anything like that. Like, because <laughs> there was a lot of times we didn't hear this because it was too busy playing football. But I think that, I think in, in them days, there was the there was the there was the lot there wasn't a lot for you to do apart from playing football and uh-huh. getting out and stuff like that. But I, I've got to, I've got to thank the the people probably that can you don't if you haven't got people that's behind the scenes like coaches and things like that that put a lot of time and effort into can into your careers to make you better players and things like that then. You you never have probably had the careers that we can some of us had. So we've got can the coaches have got to take take a massive uh, praise and that. I mean they were getting can they they just loved it and our I mean they they loved to hear training and it was the same like we the mental academy as well. Can uh, Alec Mayer, Mikey McLean, Murray Carney, Gordon Robertson, that uh, kind of coaches that. That we had at Mintler Academy as well. They, they gave up a lot of time and effort. Can uh, we always trained can at dinner times at the academy? But they they were great managers and great coaches. Can Mike can I, I don't think I had Alec Mayer as, as a manager, but I had him as a PE teacher. That was enough. That was enough. Like <laughs> hearing him as a teacher, I couldn't have had him as a manager. But Mike Mikey Mikey McLean was a massive influence and. In, uh, he was so good with us. He, he just loved football. He loved trainers. He loved getting our games, and he never said much. But you can't never uh, cross him like because uh, he had that stature about him that he, d- he didn't even have to say nothing. He just put us on the park, and he was he was a great manager for us. And then he would all can he was so. So passionate for the Brock as well. Come up I mean, he would he can, we would play, we would play in a. Saturday morning, the majority of times, and then as soon as he dropped us off, he was a watch scooting out a while to watch a brawl forever. They were at like so. He can uh, Mikey was a massive influence in a, in a lot of our careers at the academy, and 
I mean, such a gentleman as well, like such such a well liked guy, and we won a lot of trophies under uh, under uh, Mikey as well, and uh, uh, that was a that was a great school team, like because can uh, very successful, and he kept us right through. I think he had us for probably three terms, so. Uh, I mean, it, it was a really good, it was a really good day uh, school team. I like so. That kind of guys is that kind of guys have been crucial to us for a lot of us and a, a lot of thanks have got to go to them for the careers that, that we've had. You know, so you're saying you're younger. You coach the player, we just on the park and let let loose, develop yourselves. He just he just put a shoot. He just put a shoot and. It was an all, uh, well, it wasn't at all at the time, but he played a 4-3-3, a minor at the time. He played with two wingers, me through the, the middle. Uh, Marino was in the centre midfield, uh, back four. And, I mean, it was something, it, it was, it was weird at that time that he just played with uh, one striker because the normal formations were 4-4-2. I mean, Abdi always played right. a 4-4-2, but, Mikey liked to play with two wiggers and he played with two wiggers and just me through 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 the uh, through the middle myself. So I mean it worked and it, and it's I mean that was about thirty year ago, but now you're seeing other teams new in the professional league that are a four three three. It's very seldom that boys are playing with two strikers new apart from probably Burnley. Uh, it's it's our four three three, but a while back a while back in them days. It was on her door, really, to play with two wingers and a striker. Uh, might have been a hideous time, there. I think so, or maybe he just got lucky. <laughs> 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 or maybe there was only one striker, that was me. Kind oh, of right. So, as you <laughs> progressed through your academy team, the first team you played, would you play for another team plus academy at the time? No, it was mayor. I, I, I played, I played the, I played Bohan League with, Played Bohan League. We, my, my dad was manager in the Bohan League, so he Scott Murray, Scott Murray was playing at the time yeah, for the Bohan League. Uh, so he was playing, and then I was a wee bit younger. Uh, I think I was fifteen or sixteen. So I helped out we uh, in the Bohan League. Scott Scott was a revelation in the Bohan uh, in, in the mental TV. He he really enjoyed it because. He went through a he went through a phase that he was he was to get picked for a school team he was to get picked for a because he was a year above us and he was a wee bit too lightweight as well for the boys club team as well the the age group he was in so he went to Boha League just to get a game of fibba and he was just a standout and uh, I I played a few games being him up front but I mean you're up against big farmers and nothing like that. Mm -hmm. that that was their release. Give up me. They would they would work in the firm and then they would want to kick somebody uh, in a in a night time in the fib bus. So there was no prisoners in that Boha league, like for you're up against big firmers and they would want to boot you up in the air and stuff like that. But you, my dad just said to me and Scott, well, I'll just toughen his up loons. If you want to gain in for mm -hmm. your career, then you need to get you need to get ready for fits fits in front of you because if you don't go at the high league then you're gonna come up against a, a lot of a lot of very tough characters and it was and I think that it did get gave us a bit of grounding to to fit the expecting uh with the grow up really really quickly and probably be a wee bit smarter but you, you did get a fair a fair bit of a fair bit of challenges and that's how that's how uh, Scott got 
uh, Charlie snapped him up. He, it was a friendly duty to Bells Lee, uh, mint against the Brock, and I think Scott scored a heart against him. And Ch Charlie, that was that. Charlie, Charlie signed him up after that. Wanted him so. I mean, that was in the, the back of a friendly for Mint against the Brock to Bells Lee that Scott got uh, snapped up. Okay. Infinity jersey then? I think he was 17, I think. Ah, okay. I think Scott, I think Scott was 17, but that was the time the Brock had, had the Charlie had put a team, I think it was either into the Brock, I think it was into the Brock League that had just started up. So it was a, a Brock, uh, like, young... Like young players playing the Bro uh, the Brock League. And the amateur league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up with Yeah, he he came up with a brainwave to get other oh, because you did a he day under twenties on their development for about that time. So Charlie wanted to he are the young loons playing together. And uh, he entered them into the Brock League, which was uh, to me a great idea to keep other loons together. Then I think we played in that, I think it was a BP Cup, I think it was, and then uh, he entered the loons into the BP Cup, uh, so can good thinking from that point of view that he was keeping all the youngies together. Kim. So when you went into that Buckingham League, Chris, did you find goals came easy for you? No, 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 I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't, no, it was uh, the Buckingham League was a very, very tough league and a very good league uh, with a lot of good, with a lot of good players that couldn't. Couldn't give up their time on a Saturday because they were working. Mm -hmm. So it made a deal sense for them to play during the week after the work. Mm -hmm. So it was a very competitive league. A lot of, lot of great players. I mean, a lot of good teams. Mom and Thistle was very strong at that time. Yeah, there was Crimin, there was Ardale, there was Achnegat, there was Aldir, Adan Arams. Yeah. It's like yeah. a year ago, right? Pitchliga, we John Fraser, Flecky, and Pitchliga was a very good team, very tough. Uh, and you used to you used to play in that uh, all park with the slope, give you know what I mean? And I have oh, played man. in it. <laughs> you played in that? Aye. I played oh, the Bokken League for a while. Aye, but oh my word, it was windy there. You, you just couldn't get the bottom goals, you couldn't get out of it. The ball was yeah. just coming back and back and back. And from the move till like from the move to that new ground, it must have been like Wembley to them. We uh, used to play on that slope. Like, oh, it was so difficult playing. Oh, Very yeah. difficult. But, but Schlinger were always up there challenging, Mom and Thistle. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And a lot of, a lot of great characters. And a lot of, a lot, a lot of them boys used to come out, okay, once we did go and play for the Brock, you used to see them do the Brock watching you. That that was the same players that were kicking you and things <laughs> like that. And, I, I thought it was. I I, I really. It, it's a shame that the leagues they can the leagues uh, finish new uh, the Bohan League because it, it it was a, a really super league. But I, I think the Brock Amateur League and the Bohan Leagues are going into one league new. I think. I think that's. I think that's. I think that's what it is new. I yeah. think uh, just games in a Saturday and some some midweek and all like that. So. Uh, it's kind of it's good that you still go out league because, like I said, a, a lot of boys that can have got a commitment for maybe juniors now they can't want to play with their mates. So it's great that it's still got. Uh, I mean, the league still going strong and things like that. Like because it is good for our players that 
can kind of commit their Saturday that they, they can get a game of fib or somewhere else. Can. Yeah, it keeps them involved. So after that, yeah. league, Chris, that was your next step. Was that you under the Brock or was there only way in between? No, I had a, my juniors, uh, Louis Finney at the time. Louis Finney uh, came and watched my a few times when I was playing for the Baja League because I was I was doing I was doing really well and I mean what gets a boot so he he came and watched me then he asked me to, he asked me to go up for preseason with them till the point of seeing seeing how seeing how I got on because I'm still young still seven I think I was seventeen and see how I got on and uh, I went I went up to Mad and uh, started playing up there. That'd been exciting for but, you. It was, but to be quite honest with you, my attitude, my attitude was the my attitude wasn't good enough. And I was I was more I was more interested in getting with my mates on a Friday night to Aldi or Disco and mm-hmm. I mean got the discos and can drinking and stuff like that. And that is the mix with Fibber, give what I mean. So on a Saturday I was just a waste of time because I mean, drinking the night of four, and I really probably let myself doing a lot, a lot mad doing as well, and uh, probably let Louis doing as well because I just, I, I just a stage, probably just a stage you go through that you've got to, you've got to make a decision whether you want to go and party and, and can be your mates or things like that, or you want to be really serious with being a football player. And at that point, I was more interested in getting out and getting drunk and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, party with my mates, like so. Uh, Just for you, nah, it is, but it's it's very strange. Fun, you go into management and you're telling us young loons about their can attitudes and mm-hmm. can they drink and then I can go out on a Friday and <laughs> stuff like that. Look after yourself, and I look back and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was there. I, I should have did the same, like, but they will learn from our mistakes. Absolutely. So far was the turning point and you funded the attitude start buckling down. The attitude the attitude started uh, one game uh, me and my dad me and my dad would do Bellsley. I can't remember if it game it was. We went down to watch a game and we were just walking around the back of the goals and to to go over the back of the the dugout bit and Char, Charlie Charlie must have come out late and he was just walk he was walking around the perimeter and the dugout and he just spotted my, my dad and I hadn't I hadn't seen Charlie for ages uh, to be quite honest with you having my dad always used to meet up at New Year but I hadn't seen him for ages and he just turned up my dad and he says oh, how old's Lou now uh, oh, seventeen right I've got a game. I've got a game coming off, uh, do it alongside uh, for it. We're here a couple of uh, training games, uh, bounce games, sorry, friendlies, mm-hmm. a four. We've got Aberdeen at Petaudry in the BP uh, Youth Cup. He says, so do you think you would take him doing him with us? I'll take him doing, can mm-hmm. So I will, Ken, I will, that was me made up like, because I mean, the Brock was my team and can even for Charlie to give me an invite and stuff like that. I was just getting made up and okay. couldn't wait for it to happen. So we went doing and played doing it alongside under the lights. And long alongside were really good team here. Can they they'd been mm-hmm. winning the the junior uh, junior title and all like that. They were really strong at that time. I think it was 
the time Hewitt and all that was playing mind. John Hewitt was playing right. for him at one point. Mm. So they were Bay the Frasers, Gibby Steven, Mark Finney, really strong team, Jim Guyan, uh, Bano, Bano for Peter Heed. Uh, so the, uh, Xander White, was, who was an exceptional player, little Xander. Mm. Uh, so they were a strong team. I think we, we beat them 2-0 and I scored two. Good. Uh, so the next game, I didn't care. I, I didn't care if I'll get picked or no for uh, the Aberdeen game at Charles's. No, you'll be playing at Aberdeen game. So went through to Pitodry and uh, I can't. I can't remember if the score was, but I actually got man the match that game. Uh, I, I might not let me ask it. I was yeah. you were unplayable that night. You were that good that night. I yeah I was came uh, okay, even my dad my 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 dad very seldom uh, praised me but someday in the, the dugout did say that he was just proudest punch up yeah. uh, up in the stand like that how I performed because I think that was probably the first time my dad because my dad never came and watched me when I was playing at Mad. All right, okay. So my dad didn't watch hardly any of my ga- games, whether it was boys' club, whether it was uh, he would just leave me to. To play my end game, I mean, he didn't get involved in coaching. If your kind of attitude kind wasn't right, then he would say something. But he didn't. He didn't. He no involvement. The only time he started to get involved is from a side for a broth. And he oh, never, okay. never. He hardly ever. Well, he never missed a, a home game, and that, that was the first time. So uh, after a game, after Aberdeen, uh, the the Aberdeen, uh, the Aberdeen game, Charlie just said, "My right, you're coming for preseason." Uh, once I finish with Mad, he says, because <clears throat> your performance, he says, eh, <clears throat> you're still too slow, he says. You're too slow, he says, but I'll, I'll make sure you get get uh, a wee bit more faster, he says. But your brain is unbelievable, he says, and uh, you'll be coming doing in, doing pre-season for us. So that was, that was, that was then, that was then fun, uh, the penny kind of dropped that, right, Get Mark something out of this, like so. Mm-hmm. Uh, left, left my uh, end of the season and joined up straight with the straight with the Brock. I, I didn't even hear a break because the junior season finished that long, so I came out a uh, play with Mad and then straight to the straight to the Brock preseason. A young lad at nineteen, you didn't need a break, did you? Well, I was seventeen at that time, no, and I, but I, I was probably I never had a break in February. And uh, like, like you said, you just go, kept, kept playing, kept because in them days you weren't tired. You just wanted to play fibber. Ah, you bundled so, energy, didn't you? I just you just wanted to play fibber, but I got a, a right shock with the first preseason. Like, oof, that, that was tough. Like, but in terms of intensity, the training, you mean? Well, just on the beach, give it a bit. It's you've never been you've never been used to never been used to that for and Tiger Hill and stuff like that. You're going, oh my word, give it a bit. I'm putting myself in for here, like, but it was it got you fit, but it, it also I think part of the why Charlie did it as well is that it it made you mentally stronger. Mm-hmm. Just need to gee up. Just need to get up. A lot of times you were just digging your feet, and he would say, "Come on, let's go." And he, it, it, it was weird. It, it was just this mentality, never to get, never to give up. Right up Tiger Hill again, up Tiger Hill again, up Tiger Hill again. 
if you try to do that with boys nowadays, poof, they wouldn't. I'm, again, I'm not just, I'm not just saying this like, but they, they would turn around and say, "Are you joking? Are you joking? Uh, you want to put me up as hell ten times doing doggies?" Mm-hmm. But we just had to do it because, can I, I tell you, I tell you what, you still and that was a training that you got in, in them days, can? So I, I assume Neymar, Aidan, Arnold have Friday night them doing the beach and I say at the morning. I would have oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, I wouldn't have managed that. Like, no, no chance. No, no chance. But I'll tell you one thing. In pre-season, Scott Murray still went to uh, Aldea on a Friday and he was getting, he had a couple of beers and stuff like that and he was still the fittest guy on a Saturday on the beach. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was unbelievably fit. Unbelievable. That was a wild place. I, in arms. I was there one night and I thought the Bash Street kids were playing. <laughs> oh, aye. A wild place. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, it was the Wild West. I tell you, it was the Wild West. Well, we right. came out in closing time and there was pitch balls going on our way. See the square as you came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battles yeah. face yeah. going on our way. All right. Always every Friday. Well, Always every says, Friday. Normal Friday night. Eh? The boy says, but this is just a normal Friday night. Aye, it was. <laughs> well, once normal was enough Friday night. Aye. <laughs> so you get on, you get your pre-season, then the, se- the season start wore on. Did you get any game time to start with? I kind of, I didn't write right for a start because, well, you were you were behind like Paul Keith, Marino, uh, Scotty. Uh, we were... We, we were probably top heavy, top heavy with strikers at that point, at that point Ken. So, uh-huh. uh, no, I just had to, I think I, I think I got a couple of sub appearances and all that, but I can't, you can't, you want to get, get just getting strength that team, but it was, uh, it was great just to be involved with them, Ken, Ken just to pull on, pull on a Brock jersey or train with that kind of boys and stuff like that. It was, I mean, it was, it was one of my ambitions in life, and I was lucky that kind of achieved it. That I wanted to play, play at Bellsley for for my dad played because that was like the best best memories is me growing up with my dad that I had uh, when he was at Brockton. So mm-hmm. uh, that's when I first that's when I first met Finlay. Fun, okay, my dad took me to training, and Finlay was cleaning the boots up. It was it kind of like the first time, but. They made you feel so so welcome, and Ken, it was Ken, it was Ken, Ken it was a, like a, a big family of Wabat and them days. Give it, I mean, and I mind the the all the all showers, and my old man used to throw my hair and ass. So Ken, I was washed and I like got ready for school school in the morning. Ken, I mean, because it was just me and him growing up. Ken, so uh, he he had to take my to far far he was training and stuff like that, but. It was great to see. It was great to see that kind of guys and watch it training and mm-hmm. meet a lot of good people and stuff like that. So, no, the first season I, I was more than happy. And I think I, Charlie gave my debut doing it at Fort William and we won and I did really well. And then I started to get a couple of more games, uh, games and all the cuts. And then I think probably the second half of the season I played more, more games because I was I was doing well enough. You mean your first goal for Brock? Nah, no, no, I don't know. Put the nah. first thing you can mind. Oh, I 
think it was Rothes at Bell's Way. I think, but I, I, I really kind of, honestly, kind of, I, I kind of mind. I mind my, I mind my best goal. Well, uh-huh. one of them, uh, one of them was doing it Stranra in the Scottish Cup. Okay. Uh, which was a volley to take us back to two one, and then we should have actually got a draw game. And then the other team was a volley at a ball mover against Peter Reid from we beat him in the, the last game we played Peter Reid before they went up. It's all special that against Peter Reid, isn't it? Well, it was even it was even more special because we beat them. So we beat them. That was the last time we played them in uh, like in the high league. I think it was a cup game, and I won man the match. So it was even better. Like I mean, I brought I brought her one and man the match. The last game, did it? The ball move was good. Uh, it was a three-two game, eh? I think it was an eight-three-one. I think we 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 that was that was one of the best performances I've seen for us. Like we just I uh, they couldn't get near us that day. Couldn't get near us. I think. Luggy Luggies was playing just behind me, Brian Thompson, and he was he was unstoppable that day. He just run a show like, but that was because normally Peter he technically wise were probably better better Fibon team than us, but they just couldn't match for they couldn't match for determination and belief. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I mean, but that day we were a better team. We we, we probably I played a better Fibon that day. Like so, can I, that was one of the, that was one of the most enjoyable games that. I played on like. And you got man, can you mind for that word you got to the degree for being man and match? Was that a bottle of whiskey or something? Uh, I think, eh? Was that a bottle of whiskey or something? <laughs> think, but, bottle, of, bottle of whiskey, but you couldn't drink it because it was midweek. So, I mean, I just had to get my old man. <laughs> he looked after it for you. Oh, he don't look after it. Uh, he don't look after it. So, when you go into the team, it was PK your strike partner? AI, yeah. Paul. Uh, Paul the majority of times and with a great great understanding because Paul was probably somebody that I looked up to as well because when we were when we were he kicks a boot and I'm like at, at Mintla Paul and Keith McCready already signed for the Brocken okay Paul was a machine Paul was so strong and skillful really greedy Came at me for he came and played against us, but you looked at him and he went, "Oh, he can, he, he he's he's a he's he's a he's a special player." Like and even even back then, days and you seen how the Brock had signed him because he was so powerful and bad, good, bad feet. I mean, and never never seen anybody heeding a ball like him and Keith McCready. Unbelievable the power they could get and heeding mm-hmm. a ball like so. It kind of it, it kind of worked well too, is because Pika would always go. He would always go. He would always go up for high bars, and then I would just feed off him. You know what I mean? And then vice versa, throw hands, things like that. Paul would always be in the box. I would always go uh, out for the throw hands, try and get back to the either the fullback or the winger. Then Paul was in the box for any crosses coming in, but it, it, it worked well because Paul's. He'll probably be honest enough to say us that he would let me do the link-up play, and he would be in the be in the end of an cup. But he did a, a lot of work for me, and created a lot of goals for me just with sheer power, with flick-ons and winning bars that he should never have won, and things like that. So it was, it was a good fit. It was a, a a really good fit the two us. And I mean, I don't know, I don't really. I, I maybe played with Marino a couple of times before he went to Dundee United, but it was always, it was always me and Pique up front, like. 
and the Mary play with each other and Mary sort of build up that understanding. Eh? Oh, big time. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't straight away. For that bar was going to, for that bar was up in the air, feel kind of a Billy Gordon kick out or forever like that. You can't, that nine times out of ten, he was winning that. So you had to be in behind getting the second bar. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. you can't, and you can't how he would can flick things. He can't far. I mean, if you go on a run, you can, right? He's what to put his bar in the box. You just can, you did, you, you learn from one another and can vice versa. He would always, he'd always like to mark front post runs. Give that mean instead of coming oh, yeah, right yeah. in the back post, he would always mark front post runs. So you can't, if you were putting a bar and you would hit a front post for him coming in. Can. So oh, right. uh, you just, you, you, you learned off of one another, give that mean, and probably had five, six, six years playing up top together so can scored scored a lot of goals and uh can I think even one year I think he won he won Highland League player of the year and I was runner up like so that was that was probably our best year that he was he came out top and then I was second can two strikers for the bro. The fair accolade for the pair yeah it was it was with a really good season that season and uh I it was really good because I think the awards were doing at the station, uh, the station at the Brothlick. So no, it was a great night. Like, and I mean, for the two is to come out the the top two just shows you how good a season we had. But absolutely, I mean, we're, we're team we're teammates as well. I mean, we're we're good as well with a lot of great great players that created a lot of uh, chances for us as well. Like, so it, it was a great team to be be involved in. So after that partnership kind of broke up, what else did you play up front with? You mentioned Keith McCready a couple of times. Uh, you... Keith, Keith, uh, Mikey Stevens, so I was Moby. Moby got putting up, putting up air. Uh, I was, I was a, I was a bit, because I, I kind of stopped from PK stopped as well. Like, so there wasn't much more after that. Once Paul stopped, Paul, Paul came back. Paul came back for a wee bit for one league, and then I left. I think the season after that, like so, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really play much. Uh, the season after the one league, like so, no, it was, it was probably just uh, PK. Okay, you spoke yeah. about one in a league, Chris. Do you remember about that season? <laughs> Come on, other way, do for Wick. Get on a Wednesday night and. Uh, it was it was actually it was actually a strange it was a strange season for me because I I wasn't a, Charlie 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 always Charlie always liked to he uh, signed up he didn't he didn't like to to hear uh, in your last year of your contract he would always kind of as soon as he came into your last year he would say right I want you to sign again so that he always he he, he didn't like nobody gone until less than a year of the contract so I I, I wasn't a, I was I wasn't enjoying it so much uh, at, uh, at a club uh, maybe I was getting a wee bit of stale that came but a lot of the a lot of the players that I grew up with and had a lot of great times were starting to leave and retire or park in and there was a uh, Charlie was building a new team and stuff like that. I, I just didn't, uh, I couldn't see myself being part of it, to be quite honest with you, because whether it was me or no, and I, I'd been used to the environment I, I was with, the players that I grew up with, I, I did I can, but I, I wasn't enjoying it. So I was wanting to leave my options open. So uh, I didn't sign a new deal. 
I just said, look, we'll, we'll leave it to the end of the season and see what happens. But Charlie being Charlie, he doesn't say that to you, he just doesn't play you. So I, I, I wasn't playing. I wasn't playing a lot, Kim. And, and and I can see now when you dev go when you dev go into management, the sometimes uh, you play mind games with players and in a certain way. And I think Charlie was trying to sick him by to sign again, Kim. Oh, uh, okay. But it had the don't get me wrong, I, I, I fully I fully respect his decision, but I was I wasn't too happy about it. So uh, I, I was I was the player at the time and uh, and I accepted that job up at Wick, uh, welding up at Wick in the pipelines. Okay. So uh, with a game, with a game against the locos away for him, I was on the bench. Trevor Fleming busted his ribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Charlie was playing playing a back th- uh, a back three five in the middle and two strikers. Trevor was absolutely brilliant that season. Uh, at back uh, he busted his ribs and uh, Charlie had thought that the the league was over. He says, "Oh, how am I going to replace him?" Uh, kind of a centre half and blah blah blah. Uh, I think the following week they played. I think the lock was doing it at Bellsley again. They got beat, and Charlie thought it was a league goer, and he turned to Billy and he said, "I think it's gone. We can't replace Trevor." And Billy says, "There's one man that will win your league and get in and do a job for you and they are an organising. It's a hunt, but you better get him back inside." So, like I was up at wicket at the time and. Charlie had says to me, he says, right, Fudgy played sort of half. And, and I, I used to play, uh, me and Marino played uh, centre half and sweeper for a, a boys club team uh, from when we were young, uh, Hexagon, Peter Heed, the boys club team. So oh, Marino was centre half and I was sweeper. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I kind of played there a four and I, and I really enjoyed it. And I, did, I played there a lot of times uh, at training as well because I just I like to be in there and organise and you see the whole game can mayor compared to when you're back the goal and play mm-hmm. as a striker he does he does see a lot of the fits behind you and all the as a sweeper can you can control things and the games are front you know I really enjoyed it so that was that I think it was lossy I think it was lossy mouth away with first game with one out and then Played every game since, but I uh, won a league. But the funny thing was, I, I was coming. If, if a game was on a Saturday, I was coming home for work on a Friday, and I was all right for a Saturday. But the last two games, the last two games were uh, on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So I was up at work, and I says, Charlie, there's no way on earth I can can leave my work. Can I can't I can't nay nay be up at work, and I've got to work. You know what I mean, because it was that type of job that. You had to be part of the. Uh, you, you, you had to be t- uh, paired up with a guy can welding, so I couldn't. I couldn't take time off. He says, oh, right, we'll get you a flight." I said, "You mean get my flight? I oh, will get you a flight half an hour, and I'll get somebody to pick you up whenever I need." So I spoke to my. I spoke to my boss up the road, and he was he was a big Wick Wick Academy fan. So he says, "I never like Chris." He says, "As long as I see you back up here in the morning's morning, I went fit." And he says, "All right, be up here." Eight o'clock, morning's morning. He says, I'll let you go uh, at three o'clock a day, catch a flight, but you better be back up here. 
So got my flight. Uh, I think Bobby Cow picked me up at uh, up in uh, Aberdeen. Team my team my home. I seen uh, I seen my wife at the time. Uh, for quick bite to eat. Through played against the Vale. Mm -hmm. We beat the Vale in front of um, oh, just unbelievable crowd. Uh, one art game. I uh, just absolutely buzzing. Him, and I couldn't sleep because Ken, you were still buzzing for the game. You're still on a and high. You you were still on a high, so uh, I must have got my maybe got my bed at half ten. Couldn't sleep, and I was up at three o'clock in the morning to drive all the way to Wick to start work at eight o'clock. Oh, you drove back to Wick. Aye, I had to, I had to be back up. I had, I had to be up so. Three o'clock in the morning, that was me. Back up again, four hour drive up to Wick and uh, uh but but then the, the Wick guys were uh, again the kid that was playing for the Brocco were gone for the league. So they were uh, they were uh, kind of Wick guys were absolutely delighted. They were wanting us to win a league and good. Then I thought that we was gonna be playing Cover a Saturday, so that was fine. But then a league came out, oh no, no, uh you'll be playing Cove on a Wednesday night. And I went, Charlie, I'm going to be struggling. So Charlie, Charlie was panicking. Ken. Uh -huh. I says, I'm going to struggle to get doing again. Right, well, flee you doing again. And I says, well, I need to speak to my boss, but my boss was all right. And then I says, well, I'll tell you now, if we win the night, there's no way on earth I'm coming back up on Thursday. You'll see me next Monday. And he says, I didn't bother. Oh, God, me like, Unbelievable. So same again. I I, I got uh, got uh, got a flight, dude. I can't mind. If I was if I was Biden, if I was Biden in uh, can't mind if I was Biden in Aberdeen. I, I went to somebody's one of the players. I went to the, their house. And then the, the bus picked us up. Team bus picked us up. Went through and went up the cove and. Honestly, I, I I can still picture it last day for you for we turn around the corner and you know, it must have been about half past six and the Brock fans were queued oh, the wide back right down the road at half past six. And uh, honestly, I've, it, it it still still sticks in my head to last day that never never ever seen nothing like that. And it's uh, it's one of the best memories that I've ever had that you you've seen that kind of support that and I don't care if anybody says that, 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 that was one of the reasons that we won a league is because of that support. Like, I was going to say earlier, can you go in that corner and see other fans? How does that make you feel? Uh, you, you can't really describe it. You, you, you're just, you just feel so proud of that mean that they're coming to watch it and you've got that kind of support. I mean, half, half past six, nobody else in that league would have had a crowd like that. Nobody else, nobody else, and can the Highland League, and probably nobody ever will. That, that was, I, I can't. As soon as we've seen that crowd, I can't. When we've seen them, then there's no way we'll get we'll be we'll be losing because if the boys couldn't get a buzz off that, we'd be something far wrong. But uh, even in the dressing room, I, I, can you just you just can't. There was no way we was get get beat. And Cove is always a difficult place, uh, but I just can't that. You had that crowd. You heard them outside. Even when you were out doing a warm up, they were, you, you you couldn't believe where they were coming for. Mm -hmm. You just couldn't believe where they were coming for. And they were they were one of the reasons that we won at league because we were 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 fans. I remember a night 
the racket we made against Bale in that 2-1 game. I mean, that was amazing. Oh, I, I, the, we didn't really play well that game, but the crowd got us through that game again because mm-hmm. we just stuck to our task. I think the second half, we was just resilient. We got goals at the right time. At that season, we didn't get a lot of goals a while, but it was just resilient. And the Vale will never get a score in the second half against this game. It's all amazing, amazing the size of squad we used that year. About 14, 15 players, I think. But that's, that's funny. You need a bit of luck as well, Willie, because no suspensions, no injuries apart from Trevor's. Mm-hmm. Digging through a hell season, just using 14 players, you'll never see that again. So. We did, we did hear a bit of rub of the green because uh, it probably wasn't the best Brock team that I've ever played on, played in. But I'll tell you, Clamont, every one of them uh, were workers, was workers like, and I think that's what got us, got us all. When Neil McLaren, that was a great goal scorer, uh, got a lot of important goals. Mikey Stephen was flying, flying out here. Then uh, you had a back, you had a back three. We Two wing backs and uh, what was the wing backs? Babadu. No, Babadu played in the three with Derek. Derek. Oh, yeah. Derek. Derek, Trevor, Babadu. Manger was one of the full uh, the wing backs. What was the other name? Was it Weemsy? Uh, uh, I think it was Weemsy or uh, Stuart Finney. Mm. Yeah. Would you like so, members of the game? Not a lot, to be quite honest with you, because it just flew, it just flew by. But I, I, I watched the highlights. Finley, Finley gave me the link, the highlights, and I forgot, I forgot that Babadu scored an own goal. I think that that's when we started to panic a bit. I think we were really comfortable up until that point, and then they were, they were do ten, they were do to ten men. I can't even mind, mind them going do to ten men, but they were do to ten men, and then we was comfortable two 0 Then Babadu scored our own goal, and then. We started to flap a wee bit, but I still, I still, I still didn't see Cove scoring against us because mm-hmm. we're at the work rate in that team was unbelievable. So, I mean, for you did, for you did watch, for you did I uh, watch a game, and even for the first minute, you just seen how can for the first kickoff, Abdi was just, I mean, squeezing the bar. Can the tackles? Can Cove? Cove? Cove didn't get a minute to breathe that game. Can we, we? We just wanted that much. And I didn't mind seeing too much Cove fans in the ground that night either. I don't think it was on it. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it was on it. I don't think it was room for him. Uh, so how do you feel at final whistle when you realise how we've done it? You, you, it was probably you. You kind of you. You did not probably. Re- really believe that you've done it until you pick up eh, the cup but I might see Kerry Roger can he was a teammate of my dad's and a joy in his face and Kenny was as tough as nails like but when you see tears and kind of like a guy that doesn't show a lot of emotion like Kenny Roger and you see tears and I think he was one of the first boys that I kind of hogged in a helicopter and he realized that how much it means to that boys in the background as well, the committee and the, the directors and stuff like that. And then you did realise can really fit you've dead. And like Jimmy Adams as well. Okay, I mean it's Jimmy Jimmy was a father figure to me and uh, okay, I mean when you see 
when you see a chairman, when you see a chairman like he was and gave Charlie so much time and belief and didn't pressurize him or he kind of bad results or nothing like that, Jimmy would never panic or never fluster. And like you said, we went down the route of taking on youngins and we've we've did it and full full praise to him because there's not a lot of chairman would he he the belief that and the patience patience was a massive thing mm-hmm. to to do for Charlie did and but Jimmy did and it was fair fair play to, fair play to him and great to see see a man that did so much for a Brock and like us can the club and all the other people that uh, to win a league for him like uh, it was fantastic for I'll be concerned. So after a celebration back in DJs, yeah, did you get back to your working time on Monday morning? I uh, just like I just I partied stopped in the like maybe partying stopped in the Saturday like oh, so okay. it was Thursday Friday Wednesday night Thursday Friday and then that was enough had to had to and get back. To track, did you yeah. get to the boys when you went back with a chop for you? Oh yeah, they were uh, they were all delighted like uh, they were all delighted uh, the work. Can we all we always had a good relationship with the Wick the Wick uh, team from the first came into High League. I think before they came into High League, we had a tournament up there, like so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something else, and I like that tournament. So uh, we've always had a good relationship with Wick. Uh, yeah. So you're saying the following season was that your last season? The next season, I signed again. Char- I think Charlie got me to sign for and when I was drunk on the Friday. <laughs> I said I would do I would do for a couple of beers we have at a legion and then I think we're on uh, the radio uh, the radio whatever radio it was Brian Thompson was doing and then I think Charlie yeah. Tino forums Charlie Tino forums that night and got me to sign a, a new deal so but no that was my that was my last season yeah the season after mm-hmm. so how did you leaving a broth come about did you want to leave or did Charlie need play again? It was it was probably back to the same thing again. That I signed I signed a year and s- s- to see how we get on, and I, w- I, I, I definitely wasn't going to get signed this this time again. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I just wanted to I just wanted to move. I just I wanted to try something else. Like um, it, it probably it probably didn't didn't finish. The wife probably be the worst than the what it came. I mean, he, he wasn't a player, I wasn't a player, and I just was like, enough. I'm just, I'm just getting stopped. I'm there, I'm there coming. Mm-hmm. So that was it. I just, I just, I just left the club, I just left the club, and didn't go back and just let my contract run out. Oh, okay. Because the end of a player, a player wants to be on the back playing football. Well, it, 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 de- definitely, but. At that time, and I was really enjoying coaching because I'd, I'd started coaching uh, probably when I was 19, coaching the Mintla Bohan League team. Uh, uh-huh. And a Sunday, Keithy, Keithy Lies asked me to come and he teen over his manager and he asked me to come and be his like, assistant manager and coach the players. And it was it was all my mates and all like that. So we were out the Saturday, we were out the Saturday night together. Then on the Sunday, I would be killing them at training. Okay? But it was something... It was something that I really enjoyed, and I really got into it big time. I enjoyed coaching, enjoyed seeing him can doing things that would work on the training part and games, and like Mintla, can Mintla and the, the Brock were were 
were my two teams. One because can, my dad was manager and uh, at Mintla and Team Anair, and then can, the, the Brock with my dad playing there. So can, only team that my dad had uh, was involved in. It was that became my team. So can, I, I went and coached Mintla and went to uh, along to their games and everything like that. Just to, uh, something I enjoyed and I, and I did actually enjoy it. And I didn't. I didn't really miss playing, to be quite honest with you. Right, so when you left the Brock, was that your playing days finished? That was my playing days finished before I teen on a player manager's job at MAD. Oh, okay. So yeah. how did you go on with your first your player manager at MAD? Is that your first one year big managerial post for you? Yeah, so MAD, MAD were MAD teen a year out the year of four because they couldn't get a team and they were getting double... Uh, getting uh, uh, beat heavily every game. So they team a, a year out of buying. So it just it just kinda I, I kinda I don't even care how it did came up, but we went up and met a committee and uh, just said that look, I'd be keen to keen to take it on and forever like that. And the committee was unbelievable. Like they were just they couldn't believe that can somebody for the high league was what it coming player coach because the the why they was but the committee was so fucking the the they just wanted to do well for their club and it it was just a it was a great fix because they were just so excited to to get back into the fib again and get things moving and uh, so the first year we started off with three four players at the first preseason <laughs> okay and then we just kind of Built it up, built it up. Team boys in for the Buchan League, uh, team players in here, and we won a we won a league the first year. I was there, like so. Fantastic, well done. Yeah, we won a league the first year. We took to the Super League, so it was the first time that that they they'd won a trophy, and well, I think it's the only time they won a league. You must be walking in the water, Ireland. <laughs> oh, I, I was, I was, it was. It was really enjoyable. I had five, six, six years there, and I, I really enjoyed it. Came with the facility, new. I mean, my dad helped build new dressing rooms, and I mean, we'd were in training park, can big bit floodlighted and all like that. It was, it, it was great to be involved in, with some great, uh, great players, and a lot of good Scottish Cup runs as well. And uh, no, it was. It was really enjoyable the time I spent at Madkin. You said there you won the league in your first year. How did winning the yeah. league as a player compare to winning it as a manager? Uh, I think it means more because it's, as a manager, it's something that you've got really can the managers are can knew how hard can how hard you've got to work and training and organizing things and all like that. So. I mean, it does mean Merty is a manager because I mean you can that it's cannot kind of team that you've put in together and it's worked and I mean you do feel a bit more prouder because that is the boys you've put together and you and you see how happy they they are and I, and I, that is doing to give it. I mean, it's doing to are working together, but you, you take a lot of pride for that when you see players' faces and their enjoyment and things like that. As as, as a player, can you, you're you're just looking. Like after yourself, and 
mm-hmm. wanting to win, can all right with teammates and all like that. But as a manager, it makes it it, it makes it more worthwhile, I think. Okay. So, when did you sort of just uh, develop the style of play that you wanted your teams to play? Uh, pro, uh, at Mad, we all can. It was always always like to play, always like to play the bar bow for the back. So mm-hmm. we'd always can play, and it was always uh, we'd always play a four four two with two wingers, but up would always go a 4-4-2 to a 4-2-4 so you'd always hear four up top because I, I I didn't uh, I didn't like uh, only defenders to get all the time in the bar so you'd always be right up against them and and a lot of people say you take chances and things like that but to me I mean centre half or defenders should always be able to mark a man each so I didn't see the point of you know what I mean Taking somebody back just to be spare and need their job. So I would always go and from there the bar, always go and play man, man to man on them. It's like a pressing game you were playing in. Pressing and it can all can always felt that can I mean if you want to if you want to bar high up the park, then you've got you you haven't got so much running to D rather than if you want to bar like say in your half, can I mean you still got to go 50, 60, 70 yards. To get up the park and score, but if you if you squeeze if you squeeze them high up the park, made them make mistakes, then you'd only hit twenty yards to get up the park and score. Again, so mm-hmm. and always try and mark them, uh, mark other team, mark mistakes, and they are dangerous area. Okay? So did you say you were six year old? Something you said. I think it was five or six, yeah, and then Tariff Tariff approached me uh, to become their manager uh, to get in the high league. Okay, and how did that go? Yeah. Well, it was funny. I, I I was trying to sign Dave McKenzie for Turf for Mad, and then Dave McKenzie, when I was on the phone, he says, oh, "That's have a funny." He says because I think my chairman's going to want to mark contact with you about taking over his job in the high league. I said, oh, "Well, give my number, uh, Dave, and I'll hire you up with him." So went up and spoke to them and all like that. But they were all new. Give it, I mean, they didn't came for kind of wage structure to here in place or this or that. So it was all new to them, but I mean, I had that I put doing to put in place and things like that. They did it like tea, so uh, no, it was, and, and I always wanted to, I always wanted to manage in the high league. So that was, that was another ambition. I wanted to, to be a manager in the high league. So it was a good opportunity for me. Good. And did you have my style still remain with Tarifai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still, uh, we still played with that, but I kind of, uh, I kind of played because I had Grant Grant Noble, so I kind of just played him, just after the one striker, because uh, mm-hmm. Granty Granty when they play is like a new, new striker, so it was Granty, and then for Mark Cowie came, he did a similar role, just played with one striker, then Mark or Granty just floating off a striker, so. Uh, that was probably the only change that I made. Instead of playing with two strikers up top, I just played with one just playing off a striker in a number 10 position. Okay. So you're signing guys for Turriff. What were you signing in favour? What sort of clubs were you getting players for? Uh, for us, well, Grant, he came for the Vale. He, he wanted a change. I signed him and had a good connection with a guy, Jim Fraser, that's I still speak to him yet, that is the he'd... Uh, 
Nahida at Aberdeen just now. Uh, Jim was at Keith at the time, and uh, they had a very, very talented uh, youth, uh, youth uh, team up there. So Jim, Jim put probably four or five players, my wife, in there. So kind of, that was great for him, and they turned out to be really, really, really good players. Kind of the one against the Keith t- uh, team at the time. So Jim, Jim helped me out there as well, and I mean I still keep in contact with him uh, now. Uh, but uh, he had a, a great knowledge of uh, young Loon, so I got a wee bit of help uh, for him there. And then just picking just picking boys up, uh, whether in the juniors or whatever like that, signed, signed Mark Cowie for Vale the following year, Mikey Ewan, Craig Dorrit for Huntley, so uh, Dean Cowie, uh, signed Ryan Cowie for Longside. So you, you, you just had to go and watch games and can listen to players becoming available and all like that. So if you are, just say one of your scouts say, look, Chris, there's a guy here, I think you should go and maybe hear what you look at. What have you looked for in a player before you go and sign him? Uh, biggest thing is probably seeing it like their attitude is on the park. I mean, mm-hmm. seeing it like they are, can they heat dagging dude, can one of Worst things I hate is, I mean, somebody does something wrong, their arms are up in the air, or I mean, start sulking, or I mean, things like that. But you see if they could, to me, you can see if they they could control a bar for a start. I mean, for like their touches. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on fit position they're playing. I mean, striker, can he hold the bar? Does he mark good runs and behind defenders? Can is his movement good inside the box? Defenders, the winder. Do the window bars in the air? I mean, if it's a full back, do the, can I always like my full backs to go forward. One thing about Ryan Cowie was that great left peg, uh, unbelievable left peg. But I actually watched him, he probably, he probably was in the camp, but I actually watched him do it mentally one time when he was a young loon, and I couldn't believe uh, the left peg he had in him. So I, I, I followed Ryan for uh, quite a while then. He developed even better, do it alongside and gone forward. Uh, he was brave because I think he, he split his he split his in open that night, do it alongside. I think it was a playoff game. Okay. And he got back up, got a dark bandage. So kind of I, I liked that about him uh, as well. So I went for him. Mark Mark Cowie. Mark is uh, technically technically as a player, brilliant, uh, great brain. Sees passes that other people can't very quickly. Uh, so you've you just got it. Can for every different can Dean Cowie in the middle. Dean, tough as nails, always wanted on the bar. Uh, great, can score some ter- terrific goals. Uh, but a bit can the biggest thing from he, he did go and sign is that you you want him to hear attitude to go and win things. Can what I mean? Go and mark can be better players, train hard. And that's another thing you, you don't really realise until you actually sign them, but they've got to be good trainers as well. Like, and they've got to fit in with the rest of the players on the team as well. Got to fit in, got, because even at Turriff, I had to get rid of a few guys at the, uh, few guys at Turriff that were just bad eggs in the dressing room. And you've just got to do that. you just got to say, right, away you go, Ken. You kind of, you uh-huh. kind of hear a bad egg in your dressing room because it just affects everybody else. Is it difficult to move players on to like the guys you've just spoke about? Is it hard for you to do that? No, no, mm-hmm. never. When you kind of times right, you just saying that you're up for sale or 
you're a leash him or whatever like that. No, 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 no. It says you can, it says you can that the time, the time's right or whatever like that. You just got to make a decision. Can sometimes if the worst thing about it is good, good guys, good guys that you can deep down or negative mark into your first team. That's a, that's a hardest, that's, that's a harder decision you've got to mark is really good guys that are really wanting to market in the high league, but they're just maybe not good enough to do that. And that is the hardest thing, telling them guys that, look, you've got to move on because I don't think you've got a future here. I mean, that is the hardest thing. But bad eggs in the dressing room, no. Okay. No, it just takes one bar again to spoil a few good players, didn't it? Oh, aye, big time. Yeah, big time. Just spreads. Yeah, it spreads. Aye. And you Neil feel sorry for that guy, you were saying, really good attitude, did our best, but weren't quite good enough. So you just kind of think maybe Dapa League guys or something? I, I, can I, I've always I've always been honest honest with them and just say, look, guys, the biggest thing you've got to do is play football on a Saturday. It's no point of me hearing you here and you're not playing for me and I'm can not telling you the truth. I says, go and play football somewhere else. That's what I want, want you to do. It's no point of sitting here and I don't think that you're going to get into my team. So I'm just being honest with you. Move on. Go and play football somewhere else. Can? Unfortunately, the hard part of it, right? Uh, that is the worst bit, Kim. Mm-hmm. Did he have good backroom staff in the hangway at Turf and chairman and guys behind the scenes? Either, either, were, either were great. It was, it was like, I mean, they were... Uh, I was so excited to get into the league and things like that, Ken. It was... can even up in the boss with maybe 10, 12 committee in the boss and things like that. It was just... It was exciting part, part to be part of it, Kim. I mean, it's... Backroom staff was really good. Ian Bruce, uh, Turf Legend, I, I made sure he bid, uh, bid with me there. And I've had, a, I've, I've had great uh, backroom staff came forever, for, forever I've went, but it was it was just so exciting for Turf with them coming in and get, coming out of juniors and at the High League and visiting Ken Grunge for the first time and all like oh, that. Yeah. It, was, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was, it was, it, we actually did quite well and, and, and we're, and we're uh, we won it. We won the first uh, game at home to Brora, and I've never, I've never seen a social club like it after it. Like it was like we won the World Cup. You know what I mean, but oh, it was, it was unbelievable. It was just absolutely bouncing. But credit, credit, credit to them. They've, they've progressed the club. Uh, can Arthur Park? It's can the facilities are second to none and things like that. So uh, really progressive. Uh, club and you can't they were gone they were wanting to go places can and I, a good community about them now mm-hmm. I think Turf did really well for the command because it can't be easy coming to juniors in a really tough league like the Island League no definitely no definitely no and like I said you've, for somewhat players to adapt to the Highland League takes a wee bit of time but they adapted really they, they, they adapted really well can I mean so no we did we did good for the first year I think we finished mid-table so uh, yeah, no, it was it was a good start, yeah. You're good, good. So then fast forward, the Brock come calling. How did that come about? I was actually I was actually we were we were I was at Turret, I was gonna do it to play St. Johnston doing it to Perth. And uh went doing air and uh I can't. I can't. There was. I can't. There was. Uh, I can't. There was. I can't. There was. I. I can't. There was something. 
because uh, the chairman he was the chairman was going to walk on a cruise and he wanted to meet me at Dundee. We were stopping for a uh, was stopping for a uh, uh, pretty much food uh, and he wanted to see me and I went for top. He said, oh, "No, I need I need to see you." And I said, "I thought you're going to want a cruise. Oh, I need to see you for a go on a cruise." So little little did I know if it had happened at the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the when I got there, he said, oh, the broke, uh, the broke made an approach for you. I mean, if you mean the broke made an approach, I the uh, Charlie's left and I went to speak to you, but I'm not letting him speak to you. And I went, well, I'm wanting to speak to them. I mean, I'm wanting to hear the decent thing to speak to them. I, but I'm not, I'm not letting him speak to you. And I said, well, I'm wanting to speak to them, George. So you need to muck up your mind, can? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not want to, I'm not letting him speak to you. So I said, right, went down and played a game, and after the game, he says, look. I'm going to want a cruise. I'll let, I'll let you speak to them, but I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to leave. And I says, well, but I'm not wanting to leave, but I need to speak to them. I says, you can, you can, can how much can the Brock means to me and things like that. I've always said to you that that is can, a job that I would love and things like that. It's a, an ambition of mine to, to go back to be manager of the club, but I didn't, I didn't think that it would be as early in my high league uh, career. I says, because... I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that coming with Charlie. Can. So Nahari came out, and then we was in the bar after a game, and then news had got into other players that Charlie had, Charlie was gone, and they were asking me off at AUD and for AUD, and so it, it wasn't a good boss journey coming up the road. Give what I mean because I think I went doing respect to the Brock on a Sunday, and uh, I had to make a decision pretty quickly because. I think the season, season was starting in two weeks' time, Ken. so mm-hmm. I had to make a decision pretty quick. Ken. So I made a decision on the Monday, told, uh, told the chairman, and then we had a friend like in Banks at the end of Monday night, and then I just seen other players and other committee together up in the room and just said, look, sorry, boys, but I'll be going, Ken. So it wasn't nice, like. I mean, it just happens in football sometimes, yeah. It does happen in football, and again, folk folk that had Kent man, I had like Kent that I wasn't I wasn't get turn I wasn't get turn that doing because it's it's been part of my life for a, a, kind of a lot of years, and uh, like I said, uh, one day I, I was always wanting to go back here as uh, to be manager. Kim. And if you had done doing this, probably regret your aim for a long time. I would have, I I would have regretted it because again you. The Brock doesn't get through a lot of managers, so can I mean fun? Fun was it next to come round? Can I mean so? Yeah. Uh, it's not like the Brock go through a lot of managers, so I, I just had to say, well, you're not going to get an opportunity like this again. Can. So, what sort of squad do you think you inherited at the Brock? I think, uh, I think it was a, 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 it was a squad that were lacking, lacking in confidence. I think. Can I mean a lot of, a lot of very talented, gifted loons, but probably just lacking, lacking a lot in confidence, Ken, but uh, we, as soon as we went in and started working we, with them, I think we went to Dundee and played a, played a tournament down there. I think, we, I think we won it. I think we won it, and I was very impressed with the, the, the kind of standard and the football that we were trying to play, because they were, did I get my run, they were used to 
plan a certain way with Charlie, but I just says, no, we're not playing that way. We're getting a bad doing and, mm-hmm. and we're going to pass it. And, I, and it, it, was, it was probably a lot tougher for him because they had to go and close doing and they had to work really hard to close people doing and get on a bar and stuff like that. But no, they, they bought into it really, they bought into it really well. And uh, we started, we start, the, fit, the fitness to start was not up was not up to scratch, so they get him fitter. Uh, you've seen that with the first game at, uh, when we played Keith, we, we started off really well, and then we just, uh, right, Bells Lee, we started off really well, then we just kind of died in the second half, so we can't do the fitness to get up, but that's an easy thing to do, like, but no, it was uh, a lot of really good players there, and a lot of good youngins coming through, like Johnny Chalmers and Courtney Cooper and things like that, they were really good young loons that are Charlie Tina like so no it was it was a good squad mm. so everybody depends on saying you broom sweeps clean it was the first thing in your head kind of needed changing uh, probably Ahan Ahan needed just a freshen up at the club came at me when I first went and there was no training gear Boys were training in Rangers strips, Arsenal strips, Man United strips, and that's something that, that I don't I don't like. So that was the first thing is get Abdi training gear. So we're all the same. We've got a Brock bar John, Abdi Ken for a war. Okay, but I mean how would anybody can that it's a Brock team out there training doing it at links? I mean from you've got Man United, Arsenal, Celtic strips on. I could be on so, Could be anybody. So I says, we can we're a Brock football club here. Get our in training gear, get uh, smartened up, get our hand like that, tidy up our runabout place. Let's make it more professional. Uh, boys can coming in late and just swanning in. I says, No, no, no. We started seven. We started seven training. So I expect these are here, quarter seven, ready. We're out. We're doing there at seven o'clock. Okay? So it was just changing little things like that that probably they were, they were used to getting off we and things like that. and uh, but no, not really, not really a lot, not really a lot. Plus, plus, can uh, making them understand how big a club the Brock was. I didn't, I don't think they won a trophy for maybe five or six seasons until until I went there. And for a club the size of the Brock, I, I shouldn't. Be, mm-hmm. That's too long, Ken. So I made it, I made it priority. And they were I dealt that we need to start winning trophies again. And anybody that comes to the Bells Lee, doesn't again, doesn't for the Bells Lee. We I mean, nay, working really hard to get any kind of result. And I think that what record at Bellsley was phenomenal, I think, because you, you, had to, you had to use the Bellsley to your advantage. The crowd, the passion for the crowd, nobody likes going to Bellsley to play. So you had to use that and win the majority of your, your home games. And I, and I, I did say to them, I said, guys, if, if that crowd sees you putting in a shaft and a helicopter, you will get a reaction for them and they'll mm-hmm. drive you forward. Okay? So, no, just, I think just telling them how lucky as well and how privileged it should be to be in that dressing room and play for the Brock. Because there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of people who get the opportunity to play for a club like that. Yeah, it's true. And to be fair, we didn't hit White Long for the first trophy under you. No, it was a uh, Bugs D, was it? Mm-hmm. Parks had five nil, and I must say that that was one of the most 
enjoyable cup finals because the boys played that well. And I just felt, as soon as I think the second goal went, and I just felt so comfortable because Banks at that time were, were really good. I think they knocked out a couple of, well, they must have knocked out a few teams, but when that day doing it at Balmore, I thought we were outstanding and we, 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 we were so professional while we went about our business. Uh, it was it was a really enjoyable cup final just to be relaxed and sit down and watch a team play because after, like I said, went up to now, never no doubt that we want to get a one, Ken. So you could just, you, you've seen why they went about their business, how your boys, Ken. So yeah. professional and then then a lot of boys would say, oh, it's just ju- juniors and Okay, I mean, can they're not as good as us, but we'll put in a really professional job at daily. And as a manager, you could probably relax and watch and enjoy it after two, three De- up. Definitely, because the other two was the such a, the other two was the such a enjoyable. Can that was mere emotion, but as he was a most enjoyable weekend. Plus, it was a it was a massive aim for us as well because you've gone back, you've won trophies as a player. But to actually win a trophy as the manager I brought was really special, Ken. Because I'd, I'd won it a year or four with Turf uh, from a beat Aberdeen, and that was a proud moment in Argus and Aberdeen fault team. So we'd won a shield, doing it to Bellsley the season of four with Turf. And then I came back and won it again with the Brock. Mm. Was your dad there that night? Oh, he was there. I had the up in the stand. I, yeah, he was chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> he was chuffed. <laughs> so, what was your next cup final after that? It was up at Bucky against Fort Martin. Mm-hmm. And uh, that wasn't such enjoyable. Uh, Can I interrupt you for one second, Chris? I was yeah. told you give the most inspirational pre-match speech that one has ever heard. Can you enlighten us? You're smiling a while there. That was the other cup final from the... Uh, when we played Bucket Keith, that was Russell McBride's uh, oh, that was Russell right. McBride's day. Yeah. All right. Okay. That, that was Russell McBride's day that uh, do you want me to go into that? I go for it, aye. I, I interviewed Russell last night for a podcast. Oh, did you? All right, okay. So no, it, it, it kinda it kinda uh, it was uh, 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 your your team talks, can I normally and a Friday going through my head, can I like to say, and stuff like that. And I mean, it's sometimes it's half a cough or whatever like that. But it wasn't to the Saturday that I was actually, I think it was it a Saturday or maybe the Friday, but I was reading the paper and it just came a uh, Russell being interviewing the paper. And I didn't realize that he hadn't won nothing as a captain for the broch. Mm-hmm. So I says, I gotta be right. And then kept on reading it. So and I don't know, I don't know, you don't like just uh, picking somebody out, but I mean, for Fit Russell went through because, again, it's 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 a bad illness that, I, well, it kind of affected my family a big way, Ken Fun. We're losing my, my mum such an early age with cancer. So it was, Fit Russell was going through was, uh, I mean, it was hard. It was, again, it was hard seeing one of your players into, Go through that and fight it, but came his due. He fought it really well. Never mumped, never groaned. Can always came to, can always came up to training. Can Russell never missed uh, on a training. Can I mean? And he was probably feeling under the weather and us. So I just felt that, and I don't know. I don't know why I, I said it, but I just seen him in a dressing room. And I just says right, and I just said, guys, I says, 
your captains went through and all like that. We need to win us for him because he's he's not picked up a trophy yet as a broad captain. I says we need to win us for him today. I says because fitties went through is very very tough. And I said he's came out fighting. I says so. Let's go out fighting the day and make sure we win us trophy and make my make my happy man like so. That was me to the gist. So maybe it was maybe it was other things, but the. Uh, the man, the man deserved it for fit. He went through and uh, he came in at half time, moaning and groaning about not feeling well. I said, "Just get on with it, man up, man. Get out here." He was spewing and I had a toilet, but it was there why I was taking him off. Not that can, and 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 I can't that he wouldn't have asked to get off. I mean, if I teed him off, then fair enough. But he would never have asked to to, to come off. So I just said, "Get out here. We need you. Come on, me. We need you as a cop to do it in that park and." Uh, no, nah, we did it for him. It was it was a great occasion for him and seeing him with his, his two kids and all like that after a game and all like that. It, uh, that's that's what bizarre about when you see, you know I mean, guys like him and his family can mm. uh, picking up picking up trophies and medals like that and seeing his kids delighted. Was it emotional fall down? No, 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 I was, again, I, I was just chuffed the bits that would won another trophy, I mean, because I think that was, we'd won two that season, so I, I was just, I was just chuffed and can just chuff for other players because, like I said, there's, there's no, when you see other players can celebrate in and the committee and that celebrate, you can't, you've did your job, Absolutely. you can't, you've did your job, as a manager, you're able to bring trophies and win games and you just sit back and you can, well, You've made all these boys happy. You've did your job, Kim. So you won trophies with Mad. You won trophies with Turf. You're winning with a Brock. But this time now, you're now classed as a very experienced manager. Would you agree with that? Eh. I possibly experienced, but I think that you're never too experienced. You can, you're always learning all the time and things like that. But I think that uh, one can one thing uh, can I always wanted to win. I hated losing, and if, and if you can, if you can, and I, I, I'll be, I'll tell you if it like I um, can whether it was in a touchline in a dress room. I, I wanted to do was win and make sure that boys win because there's no there's no better feeling than winning trophies and winning games of football. And, I mean, if you can get that in, installed into your players, which I think they did, well, players players that they brought on turf. Antlet probably at mad as well. So if you've got them buying Antlet, then I mean it's it's a great uh, it's a great key for you. I mean if you've got winning winning. Mm-hmm. All right, so you won your cup final, and then that was two cup finals in it was at the first two seasons, three cup finals in the first two seasons. You got. Uh, I was I the. Three trophies in two seasons, I so that was good. A couple of good Scottish Cup runs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the score you inherited, Chris, fund did you start thinking, well, this is my team new, neither one I've got. Do you understand what I mean? Probably the probably the second season. Okay. Yeah, probably probably second season. Yeah. Uh, from ahead. Your Dean Cowie, Mark Cowie. Boomer, well, Boomer was back. Uh, Ryan Cowie was playing well at left back. Uh, Courtney Cooper, Johnny Chalmers had 
uh, started progressing really well. Uh, you retained P.A. Bruce, that was a good signing for us. Got P.A. Bruce in. Gizzy was playing well, Mark Cowie. So, yeah, probably the second season that you've seen that uh, Willie West uh, was playing well. Brian Hay was going to the tops and a half. Russell, Russell was still playing a while as well. Like So, with a, with a really uh, strong squad. Kid. And as soon as that makes them are just quite young lads in Aberdeen. Russell being the uh, senior lad. Russell was probably the Alistair, him and, him and Cowie, but can Mark Mark was still about 26, 27, so he was still he was still uh, still in his prime, give it I mean. So mm-hmm. no, it was no, it was a really good, really good squad that we had and very competitive, very competitive. Training was good. I mean, so and once you once you get once once you get the first thing under your belt that it marks you more hungrier to get mayor because I mean uh, can it's 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 a joy that our players here and can that's what you're wanting you're wanting to be hungry and hungry to, to get mayor success can mm-hmm. uh, as you said you remember your first losing cup final for the Brock difference in the feeling between losing and winning is miles apart ended well I was actually I was actually lucky enough to be in a losing cup final with the Brock. So, uh, as a player, I it was it was not a good feeling. Give I mean, we'd lost a couple of cup finals with was uh, as players, and that, that was not a good feeling. Like so, you know, I think the the only thing I lost was uh, a league cup, United Bells leave for Fort Martin, and that was not that was not no, it was not a good feeling then. Like, uh, no, so no, I was lucky. No. I, was, I was lucky enough to lose a final with the Brock no, as a manager. No. What was your first signing for a Brock? Matt, uh, oh, Scott Barber. Yeah. Funny you signed, get him uh, I signed him for Born Evan Hertz for £500. Yeah. Good old 500 quid, so, aren't you there? Oh, great £500. But I mind, I mind, I mind seeing him when I was manager at Mad playing for long side. And I really, I really liked. Was was it? Uh, I think it was. For I was at mad for Longside. Was it? Or I was watching. I was watching a game, and he was. I can't remember if he was playing for Longside. I think he was on loan to Longside for the Brock, and I, I really liked him. Kim. And uh, I heard uh, it was Jim Strahan at the time. I think he was a manager at Longside. And uh, when I went to the Brock, I team Jim and Stevie Sutherland then to do my under twenties. Uh-huh. So after after. After the first game against Keith, I said to, I, I wanted a bounce game with other players that were out and loan and things like that. Uh, can, I, I wanted them all back. We had a bounce game, I think it was against New Deer. And I wanted to see other players that were out and loan just to see if I could uh, see if there was anybody there that can, that would miss or can, worth getting a, a, a shot at all. So I said to Jim Strahan, I said, what about that boy that you at alongside? And he said, oh, he's, he's signed for a Hertz now. I said, well, get him doing here on Monday. I want to hear, look at, look at him, Kim. He said, I'll get him doing here on Monday. And Fig was absolute. I think Fig scored maybe five or six against New Deer that night. And I said, we need to get this boy signed up. So contacted the Hertz and gave him five and a pound for him. And then the Saturday, he was on the bench and uh, up at Huntley and he came on he came on with 50 minutes to go and scored an absolute screamer. Five minutes to go for us to uh, to, to equalise and drew, uh, draw the game. And 
I think for that day on that he never came out my team. That's how much of an impact he had. He just, I mean, best five hundred pound I've ever spent. I think. He's never stopped scoring since, has he? <laughs> never, never stopped scoring. The man just loves scoring. He just loves scoring. Loves scoring and love and loves winning. That, oh, absolutely, good combination. Yeah. So fast yeah. forward on and Chris, time to leave the Bronx. Yeah. How, how did that come about? Uh, I think it was the same again. Finlay just says, "Look, for Martin had made an approach approach for you, Ken." And uh-huh. uh, I was the I, I, I wasn't I, I did again. I was I was quite happy to brought her on the car, but I just I, I just at, at at that time at that time at the uh, bra, I just felt that. Brora were getting stronger. Brora, Brora were financially getting stronger and signing some really good players and putting a, a squad together for Martin had uh, was getting strong financially. Bucky, Bucky were the same. Uh, they were can they were spending big. Uh, Locos was starting to try to hear about a movement as well. Cove were getting stronger and stronger. And I, and I just thought that because we didn't know what to do at the Brock and can I totally understand that that it was it came produced for players and uh, can local boys and nothing like that. I just it, it was getting harder and harder every year to to challenge for the league with the spending power that these teams had. I thought okay, and and I just thought that. That got the foot Martin and he and the financial power to take in players to go and mount a serious challenge was something that was it me being selfish that I wanted to win a league? Probably, I wanted to win a league as a as a manager because can I'd won I'd won cups and all like that. But as a manager, I wanted to to go out there and try and win a league as a manager, and I just felt that it was becoming. More and more difficult. Not not to do with the Brock, but it was just the financial power of, of that clubs I, I'd uh, I'd spoken about that they were just they were getting stronger and stronger and stronger just with the experience and the kind the kind of players that were taking to their clubs. So mm-hmm. that was the reason that I, that I'd left. That I just thought that I would hear the financial power, which I did, to go and try and assemble a team that would really be up there challenging them. Good, good, good. Did you have a good time at Fort Martin? The first year at Fort Martin was was really, I uh, really, really good. Like, like I said, that the players that we teen in was a joy to work with. I mean, there were uh, okay, ex pros or whatever like that coming doing. Training was such a high standard. Uh, I think we scored about one hundred and forty goals that season, Kim, and still didn't win a league. Uh, some of the football we played can we were ripping team, teams apart. It was it was uh, sometimes it was probably too easy for us, like but uh, really really enjoyable. And if we if we didn't uh, get injury to Craig McEwen, I still think we'd have won a league that year. I think we lost two by two points. I think. Uh, okay, it's a sickener for you. It was a sickener because I think that. If we'd if we'd uh, if if Craig hadn't got injured because he was the same kind of influence as Russell McBride, 
when Russell McBride was injured for us at Ibrock, it was very hard to replace him. Uh, same with Ryan Christie. Boomer did his knee as well, and that was a massive effect on us as well. When you've got Boomer and uh, Russell missing in your back four. Craig McHugh was the same. I think if we'd won a league that year, we'd have went on and probably won it a, 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 a couple of years couple of years on the bounce just with the, how strong our squad we had it for Martin and Kim. Mm-hmm. So how long did you sit for Martin for Chris? Uh, three and a half year, I think. Okay. Yeah, three. Yeah. When they crash again, okay, that's fine. Three and a half year for Martin. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I left, yeah. Okay, then it was time for back to Turf. Time to go back to Turf, I took on a, took on a job that uh, probably uh, hiding it in nothing, to be quite honest with you. Uh, got ourselves financially into trouble and with the clear the decks because the the money can they didn't hear the money that they were paid out in players so we had mm-hmm. to go right back to the right back they'll can the start again and go with youth and can that's what we that's what we try to do can I mean but it takes time till when you're throwing all those youngins in and then I won our game I mean so uh, just takes time. Can. Do you think it's frustrating getting young players and working with them and developing them and bigger clubs come in and just take them away for you? Is that frustrating as a manager for you? It is frustrating because the bigger the 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 bigger clubs that I want to take a risk of them came from the are from the are young because when you when you get to take risks on young loons then. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose games of FIBA, and that's the bigger teams that want to lose games of FIBA. So they don't know what to go doing the youth path. But it is annoying that they let somebody else take a hit. Give what I mean? Like we were doing a lot of times with results, but still playing as young loons. And then when the dev become better players and more experienced and all like that, then the bigger teams that I see them as is such a risk. So then they come in and take a mafia after all the hard work you've put in and are the beatings that you take as well to to give them that grounding, can I mean? Because you are going to take beatings if you're blooding all this young loons, can I mean? So uh, you're taking all those beatings for somebody else just to come in and say, right, oh, he's doing all right now, we'll, we'll buy him off you can. So it's, it's annoying, but it just, it just happens in our grades of FIB, I'm afraid. Uh, it can be a bit frustrating for you. Yeah, you yeah. Fast forward again, your time comes up at Turf. So are you currently involved in ownership of FIBA at the moment? No, no, taking a break for it. And, well, there's not much FIBA to get back though, but no, taking a taking a, taking a a break and spending more time with my, my kids and stuff like that. So, nah, it's, uh, nah, I'm all right just new, like, I'm all right just new. And the way the last year's been as well, it's you wouldn't like to be involved in FIBA at this moment in time, anyway, would you? No, it's, so you're near ruling out a return back to FIBA at some point, do you? I wouldn't rule it out, but I'm not in a rush to get back, to be quite honest with you. I'm not in a rush. No, no, if it happened up at Turf, like I'm not in a rush to, to get back. I just see a break of off again, sometimes recharges the batteries and just sometimes a break's what you need, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, right, we've got a few questions for it. Fun's question time, Chris. All right. So if you've heard the podcast, you can know how they work. Yeah. Okay, first question is, well, you probably already answered it anyway. Why did you leave the Brock and any regrets about leaving the Brock? You've kind well, of leave, covered it. 
aye, aye, but probably if he, he regrets when when I look back on it, can I, I think that I should have just should have just uh, bid it a Brock and tried tried uh, tried my hardest to win a to win a league with the Brock, but he had, he didn't get that can he didn't get that much time to make a decision and can once you made a decision you've got to go with it like but no I I def, I probably have got regrets because like I said it's it was it was a club close to my heart and everything like that. And even again, when you did go to other clubs, you you did see that you're missing it to places that you did leave. And one of the biggest things was kind of people people at like Brock and the fans as well. I mean, you'll you'll never get any better fans than them. Can. You've marked decisions. You've got to stick by them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. How did it feel playing for the same team as your dad? Ah, uh, special, proud. Uh, really, really special. Can it's it was uh, like I said, my dad was somebody that I always looked up to, and Kenny uh, Brock was one of his best places that he played his football. Like so, no, it was a it was a great achievement, and it made me feel proud, and probably made my dad feel proud as well, seeing his loon can playing for the the Brock as well. Like so. Yeah, no, it was a proud proud day to get that opportunity and you now I've got to thank Charlie for that as well for giving him my debut. How did Rex feel the day you scored a goal to go on beyond your dad's tally? I, I still don't think he I still don't think he believes that I've did it like, but I keep reminding him like but he, he he still doesn't believe like he, he thinks he's scored more goals than that like so he still he still wanna believe it like but no nah, Finlay Finlay's really near wrong and near his history things like so. I should I should actually be two in front because Finlay knocked off one of my goals in one game. I, I should have scored a heart wreck and he knocked it off. He gave it to somebody else like so. Finlay will remember that and like because I wasn't too amused with him after a game when he chucked it off and gave it to somebody else. <laughs> typical striker, eh? <laughs> uh, typical, yeah. Okay. Right. Stepping up from juniors to Hayland League was a manager. Was it a big step for you? Uh, I I I probably because you got up against better players and you got to prepare better and probably the managers are uh, can there maybe can you've got to out out fox can better managers as well because can better managers are in a high league so no it was it was it was a it was a wee bit of a step up like plus uh, it uh, may have work involved as well because instead I just can. Instead of the juniors, you've just can one team. Can you've got you've got mere players. You've got the development team that you've got to get sort of do to the the under twenties as well. So you're taking care of three teams. So I mean, instead of maybe eighteen players, you're thinking about six sixty players that's on your books with the the youth as well. Like so, no, it's a it's a bigger bigger step up, but something that I, I really enjoyed and can uh, putting coaches in place with your your development and. Because I, I watched every game with the development as well. I, I enjoyed watching that and seeing the young loons, can only prospects coming up as well. And can you try and put boys scouting for you as well and getting you the heads up in youth boys and Alex? So, no, it's 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 a lot bigger, a bigger take on being up to Hindley. But one you really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, now, this is probably a, a question and I can answer. Obviously, was there a big difference between Brocken for Martin? And how the clubs were run. 
Aye, definitely, because like at, uh, at the Brock, I mean, there's a few few guys there that run a club. Can I Finlay's a chairman, but you've got a board of directors now, and it, for Martin, it's two guys there that run it, Athol and Sandy Sinclair, that are great guys and great for the club. But it was a, it, it is a different thing because them two are can run a club far at the Brock. You've got Mayor, Mayor like a board of directors and all like that, that that run it like so. That, that would be the that would be the biggest thing. That would be the biggest thing how how it was run. Okay, okay. But but. Both both clubs can just let me go and run run a, the Fibber side of the way I did. So there wasn't a, there wasn't a, no difference there. For Martin, were exactly the same as the Brock. Just let me if I wanted a player or they could afford it. If I got go and get him, they just they, they let me ride uh, run a, the Fibber side. Of it. it was great for you as a manager for your the chairman to confidence in you like oh, a... just brilliant. Can the Brock and for Martin to he. Chairman like I did, and people behind me like I did. To have confidence in you, just to to run it, run it side the way you, you did it is. I mean, I, I, that's what you're needing. That's what you're needing as a as a manager to he, uh, the the backing that uh, that two clubs showed me. Cool. Okay, we got that was a that's a fun question. Time done. Well done. You get through that, no problem. All right, no mother. <laughs> right. If you could change one rule in football, what would it be? Offsides. Okay. I just, I, I just, uh, I don't, I, I don't even fit the offside rule in his new give it. I mean, somebody's allowed to go in and score a goal, then he's hauled back and stuff like that. Just should go back to the, the all, the all why. If you're offsides, give it. I mean, then put up your flag and that's it. I mean, it's just, it's destroying football. I think. Well, I couldn't agree more. It's my pet hate in football as well. Right. right. Var, yes or no? No. Okay. Every player I've asked in the podcast has given me the same answer. No. Is it? Oh, no, no, no. It's no. like Big Brother. It's absolutely okay. They're, they're watching everything. It's like Big Brother. Aye, it's ridiculous, is it? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. What's the hardest decision you ever had to make as a manager? Leaving the broth. Okay. Right. Who was the best player you've seen in your time, either played with or worked with? Oh. That's a tough one. Uh, eh? That's a tough one for you. Is that tough one? Is that tough one? Uh, best player? No, no, no. Uh, is that tough in what? <laughs> First time hearing you speechless, Chris. <laughs> I would have to say Barber. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Have you any advice for a young manager starting out in his managerial career? Just, just work hard and can believe in believe in it. Can the beliefs that you've got? Can I mean why you you want your team to play? Then I can then I change. Just can if results are made gone, you're way off. I can't keep keep believing in the, the style of play that you want to do because I mean it will it will work out for you. I mean that just 
change because can maybe results or people want you to change why a player can kind of I mean so he had belief in yourself and I mean and be fair to players as well you know what I mean be fair be honest with him that's, that's, that's the best that's the best you can be with, with players can as a manager it's so important to have a good day coaching staff running about your daily well I that's, that's another thing you've got to hear you've got to hear people behind you that you can trust and They've got your back all the time. Can I mean? So, can it's important to hear the right backroom staff as well. And the same philosophy as you can. It's no point of you in one philosophy than your backroom staff. Don't believe it either. Can. Yeah. Okay. So, back to your manager. Do you ever hear blowouts with your assistant manager during games? Regards, I'm taking them off. Oh, he thinks. oh all the time. All the time. I'm a nightmare. One of the touch thinking. I just. I go into a zone and things like that. So I, 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 I probably better last week while, but no, I just, I mean, it's just feedback. I mean, you're kicking every bar, you're thinking and nothing like can. And after after the game's done, you'll you'll hear beer and nothing's forgotten about. Like, but it's just uh, it's the nature of the beast that you've got to fight with them. Yeah. What is your passion compared to for your dad? I think it is came okay, for my dad. I just, uh, I mean, he was a terrible. Terrible loser as well, like so. It's definitely came for him. Terrible loser. Not yeah. a bad thing. I think my player though, is it? If Very good thing. If it's controlled. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, that's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. No, never that one. It's great to hear all your stories, and I can only hope because fitness a poorer game without you in it. So, well, thank you. I'd love to see you back at some point. Well, you never know. You never well, know if. Uh, Right I opportunity. I hope does. I can only wish you the very best going forward, Chris. And I hope. To no, see I thank you. Absolute pleasure. I hope to see you at the pitch sometime soon. Aye, thanks very much, Willie. It's a pleasure being on your podcast. Thank you, Chris. Take care, Paul. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to be involved in the show, or you'd like to nominate somebody who you would like to hear come on the show, get in touch. My name is Willie McKenzie. You can contact me on 07-904-756-332. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you.